The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good evening, everybody. It is Vince. I'm here. It's about 7 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, February 18th. Sorry for getting this one out so late to you all, but I am here now, and we are working on the show. I'm going to end up doing a recap tomorrow afternoon's show on tomorrow afternoon's show just because I want to get this out to people before the LPL slate starts tonight. I'm going to end up doing a recap of the Sunday games from this morning. I caught most of them, but I still need to rewatch the last LPL match. Um, and I have to review the uh, LEC finals, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. But I just wanted to get the um, the LPL slate out for tomorrow, and I'll do a recap for Sunday on the Monday show heading into Tuesday. So uh, for week four, day two, uh, LPL, we have two matches tomorrow. We have JD Gaming, JDG, minus 14.47 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus 262. Against LGD Gaming, plus 8.53 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at plus 209, minus 1.5 at plus 16.74. So LGD have actually been kind of an interesting team so far this season. They are not as bad as I thought they were going to be, and they're not as bad as the market is pricing them either. Um, the only real catch with them is that they haven't played that many tough teams. It's been mostly like their colleagues in the bottom half of the, the league. And, you know, they haven't really been decisive, like dominant or anything like that. Like they're not, they're not completely dominating their opponents, but you know, they're actually performing pretty well. If you look at like their under the hood metrics, like they have very strong agnostic economy. They're a top six agnostic economy right now. Um, they're strong in adjusted goal differentials. Um, they have, moderately good um objective control and honestly they have a bunch of quality losses they're they're almost never they're actually ahead in more than 60 percent of their games at 20 minutes so they're having a little bit of trouble closing and doing anything with that but that's a problem that we tend to see with bad teams i think it's possible that like we've just seen them high rolling and this team's not that good but i think i'm going to operate under the assumption that lgd is probably a little bit better than i think that they are um, most of their losses are quality losses, albeit a couple of them are throws. Um, they just haven't been blown out in a lot of games. Now, they're not doing a lot of that either, but like LGD are basically playing a lot of games that are coin flips, and they're winning some of them and losing some of them. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of consistency to it, but if, it, if they're keeping games close, that's a team you want to target for kill spread. So that's actually how I'm going to end up playing this one. So I'm actually going to be playing map 1 and map 2 LGD plus 9.5 kills at minus 104 and minus 106 for one unit each. I'm also going to be playing the over 4.5 dragons at plus 127 uh, for one unit on maps 1 and 2. So the other angle to this is like I think JDG, they've looked a little bit rustier than like Billy Billy and a couple of the other like contending teams. I think eventually they're going to be fine. Like it's just they had a long season. It's just early season rust. Sometimes the elite teams kind of just like mail it in until after the Lunar New Year, so we kind of see that effect. I think there's a reasonable chance JDG. You have to understand what's happening here, right? Like, I think there's a reasonable chance JDG actually come in and just completely shit stomp this match, and I look like a total idiot tomorrow because I'm backing LGD against one of the best teams in the world. But LGD have been able to keep games close so far. JDG have not been 
nearly as aggressive as they were last season, which could be something to do with the coaching staff change. And if they're willing to just play these like low-scoring, grinded-out kind of games, kill spreads are going to be so, so good against them. Um, actually, actually, if you just look, um, you know, JDG are 2-5 and five against the kill spread with an average kill spread of 8.17. Um, seven out of their... Um, Seven out of their or six out of their seven games have gone under uh, the the combined total and their and their team total as well and their game times are going over. So they're they've shown that they are way more content to play like the longer grinded out kind of like scale up so that we can't screw this up kind of game. They're not playing as proactive. Maybe that changes after the break, but I think they're kind of just like getting used to each other, getting used to the new coaching staff. Maybe the new coaching staff just wants to play this way. Uh, it's not the same group. Um, so if the way this goes, like if, if they're just going to be playing like that, kill spreads against them are going to be outstanding, especially if they're just huge favorites like this, you know, the model made this obviously a lot closer, but it has a tough time kind of gauging certain things like team, like the exceptional teams, like JDG and the exceptionally bad teams, like, uh, to be decided. Um, I'm not, I'm just going to play this through, through kill spreads and dragon overs. They're a little bit correlated, like somewhat, and there's a chance JDG just have two blowouts and I'm down four units tomorrow, but I think there's a really, really good chance these games get, like, the kill totals or the kill spreads cover even in, like, an LGD loss. So, I I don't know. I, I think it's good. I think kill spreads are going to be good against JDG until they show us that they're going to be a more aggressive team and they just haven't shown us that yet. If they do, then, you know, we'll adjust and we'll take this L. If they don't, then we might be onto something here. Next match is Edward Gaming, plus 195 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 170, minus 1.5 at plus 476 against Team WE, minus 243 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus 139, plus 1.5 at minus 685. So Team WE have been really, really weird this season. I just haven't been able to get like a great grasp on them either. Um, they, you know, I, I was really optimistic about this team, and they haven't really done a whole lot like to inspire confidence in that opinion. I don't think the thesis for why I think they'll be good has really changed all that much. Like a lot of roster continuity, really, really strong bottom laners. Um, should mention, by the way, they're uh, WE starting stay over Prince tomorrow. So keep that in mind. Um, I think I is the real star of that lane. So I don't think it, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference uh, personally, but you know, others might disagree with that. Um, we've seen stay before. He's fine. He's stable. He's reliable. Uh, he's not like an elite player or anything like that, but he's he's pretty good. And I don't know, like this WE team. It's weird uh, against. They've mostly played against like their colleagues in like the bottom of the table. The only really tough match they played was against uh, Ninjas in Pajamas, and they played a pretty competitive one there. Um, but they've also like struggled against like a lot of their mid table colleagues, LGD, FPX, Anyone's Legend, OMG. And, like, I don't know. I just have a tough time grasping, like, exactly what this team is yet. Like, I figured they'd be very, very good in this kind of meta, and they've just been kind of, like, getting by. Maybe maybe they'll turn it up after the after the Lunar New Year, too. We're not sure yet. But I think this is interesting. This is an interesting spot. Um, EDG obviously looked like the worst team in the league before the break. They have been terrible. It's complete dumpster fire. Um, looks like they're coming out. They're, they're going to be starting solo kill on the snake. And it looks like they haven't made a change at support, so it looks like they're just gonna go go to war with um, these young guys and see what they have in them, which I think is probably the right move longer term if they're not gonna be winning anything this year. Um, 
or the split at least. We'll see what happens after this. But, uh, you know, uh, the, as bad as they've been, this is off of a break. WE have been a little bit shaky themselves. WE, WE haven't had an elite early game or anything by any means. So if these games are just going to go to the mid game in like a coin flip type of scenario, I think there's a, you know, decent chance EDG just win one or two of these. And I think there's a, like, if, if there's going to be a time to get in on EDG, it's now off of the break. You know, I talked a lot yesterday on the show about how I don't like backing big favorites that are not like elite teams coming off the break because sometimes there's a little bit of rust. Sometimes other teams stayed and worked on stuff during the break. Sometimes other teams did not. They just took an actual holiday. And there just tends to be this like factor where there's a little bit of rust, um, slow sluggish starts from some of the, the bigger favorites. So you don't want to like lay big chalk coming out of a break in the first like match or two. And in this case, like WE are, you know, fairly pricey here at minus two forty three, which isn't all that different from where my models priced it out. But EDG have side choice in this series for maps one and three. And EDG, if I mean they are about as bad as they were going to be before the break. Like that's they can't really be much worse than they were. And that's the price we're getting here on this on this series. You know, maybe WE ends up playing better out of the break, but I'm going to actually take a shot at EDG. This might be one of the only times I take a shot on them this season, but I think the price is right. The situation's right. They have choice coming out of a break. WE are not exactly a team that's going to run you over early. So I think I'm going to take a shot at EDG. I took EDG plus 1.5 maps at minus 170 for one unit. I would not play that at anything really higher than like minus 185. Uh, I took a stab on the EDG money line plus 195 for 0.2 units and the EDG minus 1.5 maps at plus 476 for 0.1 units. I just think like if there's a time to to maybe buy the dip on EDG, this is it. You know, it's a kind of a vomit inducing hold your you know hold your nose special kind of play here. But I I think it's just a tough like if there's a spot where they're going to pull an upset, it's probably here. And you know if they don't, then that's okay. I'm probably not going to be going to war with them very often anyway. But I think this is about as good a spot as it's going to get for that kind of thing. So I'm going to take a stab at it. That's going to be it for now. I will see you all tomorrow. Again, I'll do a recap on tomorrow's show with the uh, LEC finals and the LPL from Sunday morning as well as the LCK from Sunday morning. I will see you then.